0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Appointment Plus Podcasts. My name is Dave Sherman, and I am thrilled that you have decided to join us today for this for this podcast topic, which is leadership tips for faster business growth. I am assuming all of you that are business owners that are listening to this are saying to yourselves, I would love to figure out ways that I can grow my business faster. And most people always look at, ooh, let's increase sales, let's increase marketing. Well, I happen to have somebody on the call with us, a very dear friend of mine by the name of Don Henninger, who is who knows more about leadership than just about anybody, and I am thrilled that you have joined us. Don, thank you very much for being with us today.
1: Dave, it's terrific to be with you. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Terrific. For those of you that are listening to this that are actually in the Phoenix market, if you're probably sitting here saying to yourself, why is that name so familiar, Uh, Don, let me brag about you a little bit. You were the publisher of the Phoenix Business Journal for 17 years, is that correct?
1: Seventeen years, yes, indeed.
0: And what? And how? And you were with the Republic. How long were you with the Arizona Republic? And in what capacity?
1: Probably about fifteen years of the Republic, and, and it includes a bunch of time when the Republic had an afternoon daily sister paper, which was called the Phoenix Gazette. Between the two of them, I had a run of about fifteen years. Uh, it ended with me being managing editor of the Republic. Along that journey, I was also a business editor, sports editor, city editor, and uh, I, you know I, I grabbed the coffee for everybody too.
0: So you probably know about, you know, you have been as connected, you know, to businesses, helping businesses, you know, learning what it takes for businesses to be more successful than just about anybody, and I'm thrilled that you have joined us to be able to do this. Well, we're going to dive right into this, because as you all know, we try to keep these podcasts at about 20 minutes, and I want to make sure I'm respectful of everybody's time. So we're going to dive right into this, and the first question I want to ask you is, you know, I've got a whole bunch of questions, but I think the first one is, is what are the most important values that somebody should demonstrate as a leader?
1: Well, I, th- I think the most important thing to remember is don't try to be somebody that you're not. Uh, you've got to be authentic. you've got to be genuine um, in terms of being a peop- a leader that people want to follow. So who you are is who you are. and you've got to remember that first. You don't need to reinvent yourself, change your personality. And so they don't change your values or the things that you live by because you have a leadership role. you got to be who you are. Uh, and I think that's probably the most important thing to remember. I've seen so many people uh, rise into leadership positions and think suddenly they've got to be somebody else. And, no, they don't. They've got to be exactly who they are. Um, one, that's why they're there. And, two, people respect people who are genuine, and so if you want to gain respect from people as a leader, you've got to be the real thing and be authentic in everything that you do. A couple of the things that I would throw at you with that is kind of part of the value system, and it's, it's really having integrity, always doing what you say you're going to do, and do it with honesty and transparency so that people understand what you're up to.
0: You know, and you made the comment that, you know, you should be real and authentic. I'm assuming people become leaders based on who they are, and then if they suddenly get a leadership role or they step up their leadership capacity and they suddenly make, you know, change from who they were, it's, it, it can't be good for for themselves or their business, Correct.
1: Oh, that's correct. You know, a couple times, what's happened to me is I've been promoted from in various aspects during my career. I've been promoted from a manager role to a leadership role, and suddenly, folks who I would be working with side by side as peers now suddenly I became their leader. And it was funny because they all expected me to be somebody else, and I, I wasn't. I was who I was when I was sitting next to them as peers, and and I was the same person uh, sitting with them as their leader. And I think it didn't surprise me because I always knew that who I was, but I think sometimes it surprised people, particularly in higher-level leadership positions, that all of a sudden you're supposed to be somebody else, but you're not. You're who you are.
0: You know, you, you, made, you made a really good point, and it's the perfect transition to the next question. What is the difference between a leader and a manager? You know, people think, oh, you're the manager, you're the head of this department. What separates someone in being a manager and somebody being a leader?
1: You know, it's a fine line, but it's a really important one, too, because I've seen a lot of people who have been absolutely fantastic managers fail miserably in leadership. That's not because they tried to fail or because they were terrible people. It's just they're really two different things. You know, a manager is task-oriented. It's handling goals and tasks and responsibilities and ensuring that things get done and that others get their work done. You know, The role of a leader is to to not be a manager. That's one of the the hardest transitions when you go from a manager to a leader is quit being a manager because now your job is to inspire and to motivate people to achieve their goals. And that's a a different kind of game. People don't realize how different it is being a manager versus being a leader. It's two different roles.
0: So for somebody to be a great leader, what are, you know, you know, I was going to ask what are some of the characteristics that a leader should have, and besides the idea of, you know, being genuine and being authentic, you know, what is, the, what is probably the most important characteristic for a leader to have?
1: I think the most important thing you have to realize, and this, this, this is probably applies to any kind of leadership position in any walk of life, is you have to gain respect of the people who, you, who you're, you're leading, um, and if you don't have respect... Then you're never really going to fulfill your potential as a leader, and you'll be hamstrung the entire way. And so it's all about gaining respect. It's, it's it's being a good listener. It's it's being willing to be open-minded when you talk to folks. Uh, it's it's being it's recognizing that the only way the goals get accomplished is by the team that you are leading, and that it's less about you and and really all about the team. And if you can make those fundamental parts of the way that you live your life as a leader, then you will gain respect from those you lead, and and it gives you a good chance to be successful. You know,
0: you made a comment that when you were at the Arizona Republic, you had numerous positions there, so you obviously got promoted as you went along. Mm -hmm. How do you... What do you have to do to gain commitment from your team? So, for instance, there's probably people that, you know, that you worked with, and then suddenly, you know, on Friday you get called upstairs and they go, Don, you're doing a great job. We're going to promote you to be on top of all of these people, you know, or to lead all of these people. How do you gain commitment from a team without, you know, potential resentment or jealousy or envy?
1: Well, I'll tell you a funny story. It relates back to being, uh, as you get promoted along the way, my first promotion to managing editor put me into an office that had a private bathroom. And the previous previous managing editors who were there were always a little bit more aloof. And so the buzz on the floor with 250 journalists was, what did that private bathroom look like? And so I got promoted to managing editor, and I was so thrilled because I had the private bathroom now. And I'll tell you how cool that really is when you're in an office having your own bathroom just behind your desk. It's like, awesome. But the first thing I did was get tours of the private bathroom, and people lined up. And I had a couple of hundred people during the course of the day come in to take a look at what that private bathroom looked like. Um, I guess that's a funny story, but in a way, it's it's also uh, uh, relating to the people who you work with, say that you're open with that. Uh, so that you, you can share uh, what it is that you're up to. There are no secrets. I mean, certainly there's some secrets you have to have as a, as a leader legally and from an HR standpoint, but there's no secrets when it, in terms of what it takes to get goals accomplished and how we work together as a team. If that means you got to open up your bathroom and let everybody see it, well, then that's okay. It's easy to do. But little things like that in terms of gaining, again, their respect and trust uh, really makes a big difference. And also just being transparent whether it's transparent in showing people the bathroom or transparent in showing people what the facts of the business are and the realities of achieving a goal, Uh, transparency is really important, I think, in terms of gaining commitment.
0: You know, and you also mentioned that, you know, in the very beginning about being authentic and being genuine, you know, you said that when you got this this new position, you know, you were really excited and really thrilled, you know, about this bathroom. Well, you obviously shared that with the rest of your team by letting everybody else see it. So it kind of made you, you know, one of the group instead of somebody aloof and distant from the rest of the team, correct? That's
1: exactly right. Although, trust me, I did not let them use the bathroom. They could just see the bathroom. (laughs) So, so I was had a my matter le- of <laughs> Right, you know,
0: you can come in and look at it but no you can't use it.
1: We had bathroom floors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> How now, you know, you talked about that, you know, you were you know, you you got a promotion and you were suddenly had two hundred fifty journalists, you know, that were looking up to you. How do you get others to accept your ideas? Because as a leader, you know, yes, you don't go in and, you know, just immediately change everything, but there are certain ideas, there are certain things that you would like to implement, you know, under your leadership
1: time. How do you
0: get people to accept your ideas?
1: You you get them to accept your ideas if you're willing to accept their feedback. Um, That's the first thing, having Uh. an open mind and realizing that and this is true that I've discovered over my life, I've never had a good idea that can't be made better by the people who are around me. And and if you take that sort of spirit up uh, in front and center, and then, you know, it's amazing how good ideas get suddenly much better um, just because others are able to have input with them. And so if you have that kind of philosophy and you have an open mind to accepting feedback and looking for ways to improve what you're doing or what your own ideas are, Then generally, people are going to be right there with you all the time because they know they can help build on your good ideas and take them happen. Most of the good ideas I've I've ever had, have come from my troops anyway, and the people who are on my staff. So, um, if you really, if you really want to have a good idea, you got to have an open mind because you know most of the ideas you get are going to come from the people you work with.
0: I can understand that. What's the most difficult part about being a leader? What's the hardest thing? Because yes, you know we we've just spent a couple of minutes talking about this amazing bathroom, you know, which is a huge <laughs> perk. Okay, but what? Okay, that's the that's the good. What's the what's the bad and potentially the ugly? What's the what's the hardest part? Most difficult part about being a leader?
1: Probably the hardest part is you know you, to to many extent you, you realize that you're kind of all alone. Um, you're part of a team, you know, you're part of a, part of a staff, and hopefully if you've got a good relationship with everybody, every, everybody gets along and, and, you know, you feel like you get solid teamwork going. But at the end of the day, when you look back, I mean, you're alone. Um, and there are things that you can't talk to folks about, uh, but only you, you know, maybe you can find some peers outside the business that you can trust and talk to, and maybe your wife actually sure will listen to you after a couple of days of this in a row. Um, but you're kind of alone, and that's tough. Uh, the tough calls are your calls, um, and sometimes the toughest calls of all are personnel calls when you have to deal with, with people issues. Um, hiring and firing is, you know, that's, that's, we're quick to hire and slow to fire, and that's because it's a lot harder to fire people that, that are not necessarily a good fit for what you got going. So those are the tough calls you got to make, and when you got to make tough calls like that, you really kind of are all alone. And, um, I'm not complaining about that because if you're outgoing enough and have enough friends, you never feel like you're lonely. But to some extent, when you're in your leadership hat and you're in your leadership role, um, to a certain degree, there's there's periods where you're kind of you're on your own, and you've got to be comfortable with that.
0: Interesting. So you mentioned the idea of, you know, hiring and firing. Obviously, hiring is one thing; firing is a completely another thing. So that's got to be one of the most difficult decisions. What other difficult decisions are there that a leader's going to have to make? Because the firing—that's kind of obvious. But mm-hmm. I, I'm curious if you can give us an example of something that's a little less obvious. So when no, somebody look, look. becomes a leader, sorry, yeah. when somebody becomes a leader, and suddenly something doesn't just come out of the blue, going, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know I had to make this decision."
1: Well, you know that comes from many different forms. Particularly, uh, as it relates to change, I guess that's what would come to mind uh, uh, the most quickly. Is, is there's change in all of our lives at, at a pace that we that has never been faster for all of us. No matter what industry you're in these days, technology is fueling fueling a lot of that lifestyle, whatever. But change has come at as fast and furious in every business that I know of, and. Managing people through change and leading people through change is really difficult. And what becomes really hard along those lines is when you have people who suddenly aren't fit for the job anymore and uh, and their skills don't match up with the needs that, that you have because of the change that's occurring in your business or your industry, that's the hardest thing to deal with. Um, and how do you either train folks, you know, or teach them how to cope with change, learn new skills, to be able to adapt to change? Uh, that comes at you in, in large and small ways and it's almost an everyday kind of thing depending on the business that you're in, is managing change at the pace of change in terms of how it affects every level of the organization.
0: And that's, you know, that's I, I never really thought about that till you just mentioned it, that you know, it's got to be hard. Somebody gets hired to do a particular job and they are unbelievably good at that particular job, but then as Businesses change. That role is going to change, and if that person, if that person's skills do not change with the job, they're going to find themselves out of work for for an extent. To an extent, no fault of their own.
1: No, no. See, no, you know, in the newspaper business, for example, you know, it's traditional advertising sales folks who've sold print advertising all their lives suddenly so now are in an era where they've got to learn how to sell digital advertising and get in the digital game. And a lot of them That's just easy. aren't ready for it. And I think one of the things that's, you know, that's hurt, and this is industry-wide, that's hurt the newspaper industry and the print publication industry uh, across all aspects is because it's been, you know, there's lots of different reasons, but in terms of strict sales, in a very short period of time, you had a need to move from uh, businesses that were based solely on print advertising to ones that were like total blend of print and digital with the emphasis on digital and people no matter how well you train some folks some people adapted really well to it but some just couldn't make that leap and it was it was kind of sad to watch that because it was no fault of their own and yet here they are left behind and there's really nothing you can do about it
0: what's one mistake you witness leaders make most frequently so I'm assuming you know you've been in this. You've been in, a, in leadership roles forever. You've been talking about this. You've you know written so much about this. What's what's one mistake that you see leaders make more often than others?
1: Oh, one big one is thinking you know it all. Um, nobody knows it all, and sometimes you know either because of physical or her position. Um, you know maybe the ego gets a little out of control, and all of a sudden that person is king or queen and knows everything. And as soon as you get to that aspect, then you, you're doomed to failure. Now, it may not happen overnight, um, but if you get to the point where you have a know-it-all mentality or you think you know everything about there is to know about what your business needs to do, uh, then you're in trouble, and it's just a matter of time until it catches up to you and, and makes, you, uh, makes you a failure. Um, and I've seen that happen with a lot of cases where people who, you know, maybe their ego gets struck to the point where all of a sudden they promoted into a big leadership role, and now they know everything. No, they don't. They don't know anything more than they knew yesterday, uh, but they think they do. And if, if that attitude starts happening, then that's probably the biggest mistake that a leader can make is, uh, is just saying, hey, I'm somebody, I'm somebody who I wasn't yesterday because now I've got a title. No, not so much. Uh, you're where you are now because of a long period of work and, and, and accomplishments that you want to continue to build on as a leader, and if you take that mental attitude going into it, then you have a much better chance of being successful.
0: Terrific. Let me throw one last question at you because I want to keep a very close eye on our time. What, what would you suggest that leaders continue to, do, continue to do to grow and develop as a leader? Because just because you reach that pinnacle of, you know, whatever success you're at doesn't mean that's the end. What do you recommend that leaders continue to do so they can grow and develop to become better leaders?
1: You know, one of the things that I did, uh, and still do, given in, in the world I'm in now, in, which is a solo entrepreneur, uh, I've always had a coach, and uh, I've always used a coach, and it, it's been great for feedback, because you need somebody that will tell you things that others are, are one, unwilling to say to you because you're the leader, uh, but two, that just give you real honest feedback in a way that's all about you, and taking the time uh, and devoting the time to spend time with a coach or um, when you really kind of look yourself in the mirror with the help of somebody else uh, and learn from your mistakes and learn from your weaknesses. Everybody's got blind spots, um, and the more help you can get and from others in helping to identify blind spots and, and making them less blind is, is, is really terrific, and I, and I would encourage anybody... Um, and if you can't afford to get a coach or, you know, nobody, somebody won't pay for your coach, well then seek out people who can be mentors and give you the kind of advice that a coach would do so, uh, and, and establish regular relationships so you're not just talking to somebody once a year but you're in contact with somebody on a regular basis once a month, once every six weeks or so where you sit down for a cup of coffee and get feedback from them in terms of a coach or a mentor relationship is really valuable.
0: And I also think that, you know, it's really interesting, you know, all of your answers kind of all tied back to the original statement that you made when I asked you what's the most important value of a leader, and that's being real, being authentic, mm-hmm. you know, and if, because if you're, if you're, you know, if you have a coach, if you've got mentors, if you've got people around you, you're identifying, you're saying to yourself that I don't know everything. I didn't get here by myself. Right. So, exactly. so you're allowing your, you're saying to yourself I'm not a know-it-all I can always get better. Exactly. Well, very cool. Well, Don, I want to thank you so very much for this. You know, every time I do these podcasts, I do them for two reasons. One, I do them because we share them with our our prospects and our customers and things such as that. But I also do them because I love learning all this information myself. And anytime I can get twenty minutes to talk to you about leadership is always a thrill for me. So I greatly appreciate you taking the time. Um, I hope the rest of you on you know on our podcast have enjoyed listening to this and getting great information. Don, you know, I know that there are people that probably might have questions you know i know that there's things that you've got there's you know there's there's possible ways that you might be able to help other people if somebody wanted to reach out to you how
1: would they contact you what's the best way best way is always email and it's don henniger and it's d-o-n-h-e-n-n-i-n-g-e-r at dh com. so that's
0: don henniger at DHAdvisors.com. Terrific. And, you know, just want to also let you know that, you know, this program is being is being presented and sponsored by Appointment Plus. For those of you that are unfamiliar with us, we do 24-7 online appointment, uh, appointment scheduling software. So if you are in a business that you're saying to yourself, I need to book more appointments, you want to be able to generate more revenue, you want to be able to get more prospects, we can help you do this by being able to put a Book Now button and on your website, on your emails, on your social media, on just about everything, so people can book appointments with you 24-7, because people always say, I need more sales. I need more prospects. No, what you really need to be able to do before you can get more sales is you have to book more appointments, and you need to make this as simple as possible, and we allow people to be able to book appointments with you 24-7 online and just about on any kind of device. They can do it on their cell phone. They can do it on their tablets. They it on their laptops so this is what we do here at appointment plus we help you book more appointments uh, reduce your no-shows and generate more revenue if you'd like to get some more information from us please feel free to reach out to me Uh, my phone number my direct line is 480-483-1199 extension 182 again 480-483-1199 extension 182 and again my name is Dave Sherman again Don thank you so very much for being with us with us today and folks i really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast we will have more information coming your way soon enjoy take care bye-bye with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
1: sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time